Hello, and welcome to Commissioner Carr. Today is February 28th, to, I'm sorry, December 28th. Time is a circle. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I'm uh, coming to you uh, for the last time this year in my Commissioner in the Car. Although I will have a Zoom with Zarni uh, later this week, uh, right on New Year's Eve, that'll be airing. But uh, today is uh, my last Commissioner of Car for 2021. And uh, I just wanted to, uh, you know, talk about a little reflection on what's happened this year uh, at the Board of Elections uh, in Onondaga County uh, and in elections in New York. But before I get to that, right off the top, I want to do a reminder. Tomorrow is the last time for you to go to a hearing on redistricting uh, for Onondaga County. Uh, the county exec is having a uh his his hearing at 11:30 a.m. Uh, and then he will probably approve the county Republican plan. Now, many may say, "Well, why go?" We went well when you went last time. You showed up in force. The county exec did veto it. Although I doubt he will veto it this time. Although there's always hope, and I always believe that we should stand up and put our grievances uh, to our government entities if we have them and and stand up and tell them why we believe that these maps are wrong if we do or if you believe they're right why you believe these maps are right so uh that is happening 11:30 a.m at the civic center um and uh that so that's tomorrow uh and then if he signs them as uh is believed um we'll uh, have to see where that goes uh, you know, there's several different groups that have talked about possibly uh, taking legal action on these maps. Uh, so it will not be over. Remember, the maps that are put in question are not going to be in effect until 2023. So there's plenty of time for legal and court action on this. And uh, I imagine that that's what we'll see uh, if these maps are put forward in the current uh, configuration. Uh, as you know, I have many grievances with this process and with the maps that were chosen. Uh, the cracking of the only black majority district inside the city of Syracuse, and also the um, the dividing communities of interest and uh, non uh, and, and the drawing maps that are not as compact as practicable, I believe, is a violation of New York State law. Um, and we'll have to see what uh, the courts believe on this if uh, it goes to that. So uh, that is what's happening uh, on redistricting, and that is the uh, um, the last you know word on redistricting until it gets into the court system. If the county exec signs the maps as he has said he's going to do after this hearing tomorrow, many people wonder why he's having the hearing at all. He has to by law. It is not something that he's doing magnanimously, that he's, uh, you know, trying to hear what the public says. It's, this is a local law redistricting. And with local laws, you have to have a public hearing. Uh, most of the time, those public hearings happen without any fanfare. Um, but because redistricting is such a hot but button issue, and there's uh, other groups out there uh, promoting these uh, these hearings, um, that is why you're seeing so many people in attendance. In, in attendance and overwhelmingly attending that say that they do not support the maps in their current configuration nor the process that has happened so far. But what I wanted today's um, 
commissioner in a car to focus on is kind of a reflection, my reflection on 2021 and many of the accomplishments we had at the Board of Elections, as well as some of the difficulties. Um, and uh, I'll try to go this, through this uh, month by month, but I don't have anything really prepared. But I wanted to kind of jot down, a li- you know, or, you know, denote that while 2021 was not the turnout year that 2020 was, in many ways, 2021 was just as difficult for boards of elections uh, throughout New York State because we saw different changing rules regarding COVID, regarding election law, regarding all the various different things that were thrown at us this year uh, in a way that, uh, you know, was uh, problematic. And also, uh, I also think very uh, uh, rewarding uh, for us as well. I think many of the boards of elections, almost all of the board of elections, rose to the challenge without any major issues uh, this year. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm really proud of the my colleagues that I work with throughout the state because this has been a very hard three years Uh 2019 with all these reforms and then the pandemic of 2020 and 2021 has made uh, election administration in a very heated uh, political time very hard to do and I do believe that everybody who is serving is serving for a good reason and have tried to rise to the challenge and more you know most I believe have done that Um, you know the Onondaga County Board of Elections had our share of challenges this year. And it started in January. Um, you know, right away, while there was a new administration in town, um, the, we were still, if you remember back a, a year ago, we were still very much in limbo when it came to vaccines. They were just starting to be rolled out. Uh, however, we were still looking at uh, a petition season that was supposed to start at the end of February. And we weren't really sure what was going to happen there uh, when it came to, uh, you know, petitioning and 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 the, so and, and and doing elections in the middle of a pandemic, even though a vaccine was being rolled out. Uh, personally, uh, I found out in January of this year that uh, the salary uh, kerfuffle that happened at the end of 2020 resulted actually in an unexpected windfall for me uh, because in. What happened was is that even though the salary um, cut was uh, was uh, reversed by the Onondaga County uh, executive vetoing uh, the action of the legislature, the legislature still decided to reclassify both Commissioner Sardo and myself uh, and made us so we don't have vacation time or sick time or anything like that. And we were treated more like uh, public officials and thus wouldn't get a... Uh, also wouldn't get a uh, an annual increase in our salaries uh, like any other management confidential that works for the city or any other public official, by the way, or is the county or any other public official that works for the county. We were the only ones who uh, now don't get an annual um, uh, raise. However, what that what they didn't think of when they did that was that. Uh, we had built up already earned salary, uh, earned vacation and sick time, and thus the county had to pay that out. So it actually resulted in a fifteen thousand um, uh, dollar bonus, I guess. Uh, it's not really a bonus; we earned that money, but a fifteen thousand dollar payout 
to both Commissioner Sardo and myself each uh, because of that move by the county legislature the year before. Uh, so that happened in January. Um, in February, uh, the the legislature was starting to pass some. Uh, uh, the one of the big laws that they passed uh, with the legislature was the hand recount law, that now required a hand recount for any uh, race that was uh, close, uh, less than 0.5 percent, um, um, and uh, that went into effect for the June elections. Uh, so that's some of the major legislation that was passed this year. Also passed this year was an extension of the um, of the COVID pandemic uh, uh, excuse for for absentees. Uh, uh, you know, other major legislation was the constitutional amendments for same day uh, registration and no fault absentee. Although we know that that those did not pass. Uh, you know, we'll get to that when we get to November. Um, but uh, those were the, some of the major pieces of legislation that were passed this year that affected uh, election administration. And the biggest one was the, uh, um, the close contest, uh, one that, that, that uh, was actually passed the year before, but it went into effect uh, this year. Um, so uh, that, that is something that, is, that, that changed the way we did election administration. In March, we did start our petitioning. Um, and uh, that was, uh, uh, even though vaccines were starting to roll out, I actually had my second dose on March 25th. So I was vaccinated during that time period. But we did have reduced petitions this year in response to the pandemic. Um, but uh, petitions were uh, about the same time as they're normally going to be. Although I say normally, it's changed each of the last three years uh, uh, because of the pandemic and because of the changing of the political calendar. So. It'll be interesting to see what we do this upcoming year uh, with petitioning. Uh, um, but that happened in March and April. In May, school districts went back to their uh, regular elections. Uh, you may remember in 2020, school districts did all of their elections by mail, which resulted in a huge turnout in elections in school districts, which isn't something that normally happens. Um, but uh, uh, they went back to their May regular elections, and we saw them go back to in-person elections. We actually kind of started to see the world opening up a little bit in May. And uh, in June, for the June primary, the Governor Cuomo dropped his mask mandate for New York. Uh, this was in response to the CDC guidance that said that if you were, not, if you were vaccinated, you no longer had to wear a mask in public. Um, and as we were going through the June primary, this was actually a little bit problematic because um, in the middle of early voting is when this changed. And so we had changing guidance on masks inside polling places. We were not allowed to ask for vaccine cards or anything like that to prove why they didn't have a mask. Yet the mask mandate was rel relaxed and uh, we did have some inspectors that were uncomfortable uh, even at that point uh, being in a polling place without a masking mandate we lost some we were scrambling throughout the the June primary to make sure that we were fully staffed but mostly it was the, the changing uh, messaging and not having the backing of the state to enforce a masking guiding guidance uh, for the June primary that being said the June primary went off pretty well uh, some of the things that we did at the Onondaga County Board of Elections is almost every polling place inside the city of Syracuse on election day had a uh, on-demand ballot printer for the primary. Uh, this uh, reduced 
a lot of our ballot costs. It also made sure that people got the right uh, uh, ballots. We did not have um, the the stories of uh, inspectors handing out the wrong ballots because the on-demand ballot printers uh, made sure that they were handing out the right ballots. Uh, it was a good test run for the general election. Uh, and uh, we did, you know, we had a very successful June primary, even though it was one of the lower turnout primaries, uh, especially for mayor uh, that we've seen in, uh, you know, in our history here in Syracuse, New York. Um, but, uh, but rolling out those on-demand printers in June for that June primary was something that I was very proud of. Um, you know, we have 40 of them. So, uh, you know, we had about, oh, I think, I think we had 65 polling places open for the June primary since it wasn't a full county primary. And, uh, so two thirds of our polling places had these on-demand ballot printers and they worked extremely well. Uh, in July was our first time where I believe we had downtime for at least two and a half years. <laughs> because in 2019, there were so many changes to election law. Um, we really didn't take a lot of time off at the Board of Elections. And then, of course, 2020 was the um, year from hell. So really, in July was the first time that after we certified that primary, uh, you know, in the middle of July, we were actually able to kind of get a nice little breath of fresh air uh, before we got into the the general election, um, you know, in, in, in the fall. But, of course, that uh, breath of fresh air was short-lived because, as we saw, the Delta variant was um, starting to creep up its head around the end of July. And in August, um, we really started to see that we were having some trouble getting boards, uh, election inspectors for the general election. People were starting to decide maybe even though they were vaccinated, they weren't going to do it or they didn't want to do it because of uh, some altercations they had. Um, and uh, so a lot of August and September at the Onondaga County Board of Elections was dealing with um, the election inspector shortage and getting ready for a general election. Even though we had less uh, inspector slots to fill because it was a local year, it was still hard to fill those spots because the Delta variant was coming back and because um, we still didn't have a masking mandate in place. Uh, and uh, many inspectors, again, were uncomfortable uh, serving at the board without a masking requirement at the polling places. And we couldn't give that masking requirement because, um, you know, well, we, we didn't have it. I, I, I should talk about a huge change that happened that, that changed everything was Governor Cuomo's resignation uh, uh, at the uh, end of July or middle of July and uh, taking the reins of Governor Hochul. Um, this is a, a big change, not just for elections, but for New York State. This, uh, uh, a lot of, uh, um, you know, even though uh, the Board of Elections, the State Board of Elections, the local county boards of elections are independent, um, in the middle of a pandemic like we're in, in the middle of a crisis, we rely on the governor's office uh, to set policy uh, regarding some of these uh, health uh, issues. So having a changeover like that in the middle of the year, unexpected changeover, you know, brought a lot of, uh, um, you know, not turmoil is not the right word, but brought, 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 brought a lot of chaotic energy to the Board of Elections. Uh, you know, as we were working uh, to get ready for the general election. Um, 
in September, we were uh, starting to roll out our general election uh, uh, apparatus. We were really in the swing of things. It was a very heated election for the county legislature, but also for town races and the mayor of Syracuse. And um, but and that's why we were very surprised at the beginning of October um, with no real notice that we were starting the redistricting process for uh, the Onondaga County Legislature while we were in the middle of an election. This is uh, something that never happened before. Um, and you may ask why that matters to the Board of Elections. Well, both commissioners, Commissioner Sardo and myself, are by law mandated to be on the redistricting commission. So we had to take time away from our election to deal with redistricting, even though we felt like it was uh, being rushed. Uh, and we had, uh, this was, uh, you know, we've talked about this on this podcast many times, but uh, on October 3rd, the Democrats in the county legislature were informed by the Republican leadership that uh, we would, uh, they would have to have nominations and be ready to start meeting uh, for the redistricting commission by October 8th. Uh, so it was not many days notice. Actually, I think it was like October 4th that we got notified or something like that. Uh, they, they had to pick out another commissioner to serve with me. And then um, the next week, um, the, you know, we, we had our first meeting of the uh, redistricting commission. And the chairman, Kevin Holslander, appointed by the county executive, set out an ambitious 28-day schedule to get redistricting done in Onondaga County. Uh, despite a brand new state law that was being signed by the governor, despite uh, many objections from Democrats and an election going on, uh, this was their plan all along. Uh, you know, we we had, so the commissioners had to do dual roles. Uh, it was a, uh, a tough month. <laughs> uh, October may have been one of the tougher months that I've had in my professional life here at the Board of Elections and I dealt with 2020. Uh, before that, but um, the dual roles of dealing with the redistricting commission and with the with the election was quite daunting, and uh, especially since the Democratic side was given no professional help, uh, we we were not given any uh, consultants. We had to do it all on our own. It was just Sharon Morin and myself doing most of the redistricting work and um, and doing it in in a time where. They were holding public hearings while early voting was going on uh, and before maps were even drawn. It was such a rushed process that, um, well, you know, in November we did have our general election. Uh, it was one of the lowest turnout elections that, uh, um, you know, that, that I've overseen. In fact, it was the lowest turnout since 2015. Um, quite a change from the year before where we had the highest turnout on record. Um, so, but turnout doesn't really mean less work for boards of elections because we don't get to decide whether an election is a high turnout or low turnout ahead of time. Uh, while we can make educated guesses, we still have to field all of our polling places. We still have to field all of our inspectors. We still have to open up every polling place as if we're going to have high turnout. So we're ready for that if it comes. Um, Early voting, once again, went off without a hitch. We had uh, six early voting spots, even though we wanted 10, uh, although that did lead to a uh, legislation that was recently signed that will make us have 10 next year. Um, and uh, 
we, uh, you know, early, you know, early voting again showed that it, it actually built on from 2019, the last local year, um, a higher percentage and a higher number of voters uh, um, did that, uh, you know, did early voting uh, this year uh, as opposed to 2019, but nothing like 2020. Uh, more uh, people voted by absentee than um in uh, than 2019, and you'll see that when I release my wonky Wednesday tomorrow, when I'll be talking about uh, absentee voting. But what we saw was just a massive drop off of activity on election day, uh, drop offs by Democrats, Republicans, and most importantly, in the uh, non enrolls, just did not turn out on uh, November 2nd, and we just did not have uh, the type of turnout that would make major changes um, in. Onondaga County. We also didn't have major change, you know, major changes for either side. It was really kind of a status quo election this last election. We saw no changes on the Onondaga County Legislature. Um, the mayor stayed the same. Democrats picked up a seat on the Syracuse County Council. Now it's all Democrats in the Syracuse County Council. They picked up uh, a supervisor out in uh, Manlius. They picked up uh, town councilors in Lafayette and in Manlius, um, and but they also lost town councilors in Marcellus and Camillus, uh, and um, and they also lost, uh, but they also picked up another town councilor in Geddes, but they lost the village of Salve, uh, and uh, so this is you know it was really kind of a even Steven status quo election uh, in terms of uh, any kind of major changes, and nobody can really claim a mandate from it. Although I will note that uh, almost as many people voted for uh, Democrats on the Onondaga County Legislature as Republicans. I think it was less than 1% difference. But the reason they have an 11-6 majority is because of the gerrymandered districts that are drawn from the 2010 uh, maps. Uh, and, and that is one of the reasons why it's so hard to change them now is because they're already drawn to keep Republicans in power, despite the number of votes that are coming out there for Democratic candidates. Um, and on November 3rd, the Onondaga County Redistricting Commission, uh, the Reapportionment Commission, again, on a party line vote, approved new maps uh, that would do the same uh, for the next 10 years, maybe even worse. However, after um, some uproar uh, and really being pointed out that the maps that were drawn by uh, Kevin Hulslander and the Republican uh, majority on the Reapportionment Commission were quite flawed, uh, and pro probably illegally so, by uh, cracking the black uh, only black majority district inside the city of Syracuse, and also making, you know, I, I still get them, many of the districts they, they drew out, out in the county were wrong, but they found out that they were wrong uh, because uh, they were not within the 5% margin where you can't have the highest number of population and the lowest number of population cannot be more than 5% apart. And they, it turned out that they, you know, misinterpreted the law, the county law department, uh, and uh, th that, uh, you know, nine of their 17 districts were not in compliance. So now um, they, the county executive had to veto the maps, even though uh, after the November 3rd, uh, appointment, the uh, county legislature went into a special session to get those maps approved within 10 days. After that happened, after all of that, then the county executive vetoed the maps. 
but that led us to December. Uh, instead of taking time and uh, realizing that we needed to bring in some real renowned state experts to help us draw these maps legally, uh, the Republican uh, county legislature uh, decided that they get to draw the maps now. They didn't have to send it to the Reapportionment Commission. The people who drew the maps were the county executive employees. Uh, and uh, the maps that were drawn, and the Democrats drew their own maps again. But, of course, the Democrats' maps were defeated. Uh, a Democrat proposal to take 30 more days to bring in experts to help draw the maps uh, fairly was defeated. And the Republican maps were once again adopted. And that's why we are where we are today on December 28th, a few days from the New Year, in the middle of a holiday season, now continuing to approve uh, the redistricting maps that do not need to approve, be approved until the 2023 uh, election season. So, uh, and that is why tomorrow is the last chance for uh, a, a hearing with the, the county executive at 11.30 a.m. Uh, and that is kind of my year in recap. Um, I didn't have any notes. I kind of went off the top of my head some thoughts I had. I'm sure I missed a lot of things. If there's some things that you think I missed, Put them in the comment section, and uh, and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll, we'll uh, you know, all remember this year fondly sometime at some point. Um, next week, I'll do my thoughts ahead to 2022, um, and uh, we'll be talking about what the elections that are coming up in 2022, and and uh, in, in what we can see uh, with election law maybe changing in 2022 as well. I have a kind of a big announcement coming on Sunday. Um, it's a project I've been working on for a little while. I'm not going to tell you what it is right now. You're going to have to tune into my social media on uh, Sunday uh, to see what it is. Uh, I think I'll be ready to launch it by then. Um, and uh, I hope it'll be another tool that will help us all stay informed uh, of all the various things that are happening here in Onondaga County. Um, it's been a, an interesting year. Um, but uh, I want to thank all of you for tuning in, the one, you know, the ones that do, and and following along uh, and, and giving support to all sides of uh, uh, you know at our office at the Board of Elections over the last year. It's been a an interesting, rough year, um, and with Omicron now raising its head now too, I still ask you and I remind you, please get your shot. I'm at, I've been advocating for, to get boosted. I'm actually not boosted yet. I'll be boosted on January 6th. Um, I was eligible, uh, it, but because a couple of times that I had scheduled appointments to get boosted, redistricting reared its head, and I wanted to get boosted with my wife together. We have an appointment on January 6th to get boosted, so we will be boosted. Um, I did not make that appointment on January 6th. Uh, on purpose, but it did happen, <laughs> and uh, so um, I think that's a good day to remind us, uh, you know, the, of what we're fighting for is to go get boosted that day, um, uh, the date of the insurrection from uh, earlier this year. I did kind of leave that out, but um, that is something that is uh, it was very important that happened this last year. Uh, and uh, again, I got a wonky Wednesday dropping tomorrow. On Friday, I'll have my interviews with the Syracuse redistricting chairs. Uh, we'll be talking about their redistricting process that is just starting to ramp up. Uh, it's a different process in the county. And I think you'll see uh, a lot of differences there. And finally, um, 
you know, uh, starting in the new year, I will be doing commissioner cards back on Mondays at 5 p.m. instead of Tuesdays. Uh, there's several different reasons for that. Uh, but because I'm, I, I think I'm going to have a little bit more balanced schedule, I'm going to try to do commissioner and cards on Mondays, wonky Wednesdays on Wednesdays, and on Fridays we're, do, we're releasing my Zoom with Zarnies. Um, and, uh, you know, try to have that uh, pretty static throughout the new year uh, as uh, we go into a very heavy governor's election as well as statewide offices and, of course, the congressional and state-level elections that are going to go on. We also have a couple of county court judges, but you know what? I'm going to save that for next week because next week we're going to do our 2022 uh, preview about which offices that are up for election uh, and that we will see uh, in the coming year. So thank you very much for joining along this ride as normal. Tune in Sunday to my social media feeds. I got a little bit of an announcement uh, on a project I've been working on. I hope you'll enjoy that. And uh, take care. Stay safe. Bye-bye.